This is Hope FM. Michael Rowland is a man with a great responsibility and something, uh, a responsibility actually that has led to uh, the enjoyment of, of many of us through these many, many weeks uh, of uh, lockdown. Good, good morning to you, Michael. Good morning, Blair. Now, your, your grand title is Strategic Lead for Green Space <laughs> and Conservation in, uh, in BCP Council. Now, that's for the, for the uninitiated, that's parks and gardens and everything in between, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for yourself, I mean, we have you always been sort of very heavily into uh, horticulture and, and 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 all things all things green and enabling us obviously to enjoy the same. I think I'm probably more started out as a kid wanting to be a zookeeper more than a more than a horticulturalist. But yeah, so I, I worked my way through conservation and then. Um, countryside access and then fell into parks with Bournemouth I don't know about 2004 but but love it I love the fact that everybody can get out and enjoy space and and get introduced to nature and wildlife so yes before before Covid were were we were we a people who were really enjoying our parks and gardens I mean I I, clearly things have changed for for a lot of us through these weeks and we'll we'll talk about that but were we are we appreciative or have we been appreciative of, of what we've got if you like um I think people value, you know, it seems like more people value parks and open spaces since since lockdown. I know certainly that usage is, is up massively, um, you know, more than double um, in some areas. I, I think that it's been more than quadruple in some parks that from the, the, the stats we've looked at. So, yeah, I think people have always liked parks. All the surveys that we've done have said they value them, but um, I think that, that it's... It, it, the recognition of that has gone up certainly during during lockdown. They become really important to people to for their mental, physical health, just just to get out. Um, certainly, if you live in a in a flat or a small house, or you, you live alone, you're just getting out and seeing people. It's really important. Yeah. Now, of course, it is, I suppose that people haven't got as many people don't have their own garden or even balcony. It's almost been a lifesaver during these weeks, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, We've seen, uh, I mean, I I live quite close to Queen's Park, Um, just coming up here during the first few weeks, seeing the number of people using the park. Um, Now, people getting out and, you know, whether it's sunbathing or taking a walk with a friend. um, Yeah, there's uh, taking a jog or a bike ride. So, yeah, there's they're vitally important and if you think you've got if you're in a flat you've got maybe small children um just just being able to get out for the sake of your sanity would be be critical really so mike i mean obviously you've got the unenviable task of keeping them all in in a beautiful state those beautiful flowers that we i think often take for granted the lovely floral uh, displays uh, everything to do with our parks it's a it's a big task isn't it yeah, there's. I mean, there's a, there's a, a whole team of of staff um, joined by volunteers as well um, who who help keep the keep the parts clean and and tidy. So, and that, that's been a massive um, task since lockdown, really. So um, whilst whilst we've spent a little bit more less time on on you know show horticulture um, over lockdown, there's been a little bit more recently. Um, huge amounts of litter and rubbish, lots and lots of people using them. Um, 
no restaurants open, so lots of people picnicking. Um, so some really hefty bins for all the poor bunch of staff who have to empty the bins. They're flat out. Um, and certainly for a few weeks, that's all, all our, our teams were doing was just getting around emptying um, dustbins, trying to keep on top of that side of thing. That's calmed down a little bit now with uh, now that the weather's not quite so warm, but still still really busy that's allowed us to start focusing on on getting getting the you know the gardens looking their best for for the summer um when hopefully we'll be opening up a little bit um something else that that people have really valued is when they were locked in um and you think people who were whether they were shielding or um trying to to stay in completely was um being able to see stuff online so we we work with a partner charity called the Bournemouth Parks Foundation um and they did some live streaming of 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 a heron cam at Hengisbury Head we had kestrels um online park yoga that sort of thing so um even if people couldn't get out um we've been making an effort to make sure that that people could could stay in touch virtually with um with the outdoors and that's the, the heron cam i think we've got thirty-five thousand hits on on that just people um being able to get a dose of nature through through a computer screen even i mean you you've mentioned obviously that the rubbish thing i mean people will be aware of the problem that has been on the on the beaches so has it been then an equal problem in, in the parks with us not taking our rubbish with us as it were I think I mean there's 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 a small element of people that that, that are littering, um, but it's really it's I mean even if people but people just using uh, the bins that we provide, just because you, you know if you can't eat out in a restaurant and you're going out for a picnic, people are popping into a shop, buying a picnic, putting it in the bin, you know, and and there's just an awful lot of it. <laughs> when we've got a lot of people visiting parks, um, it creates a lot of rubbish. So, you know, I wouldn't say we're, we're awash with irresponsible users in our parks. It's just a, an awful lot of them. So, um, and we're slightly less staff than normal. Um, some staff that um, were either off sick or had childcare responsibilities were finding it difficult to get in. Um, it, it, it put a strain on the service, but but, um, yeah, I mean, if you get out and about into to the parks this week, you'll see that they're all they're all pretty tidy. Um, but yeah, an awful lot of users. Um, the the biggest problem we've had during the dry weather was really um, worrying around our heathlands um, and, and the cliffs with with fire. So again, you know, if, if people leave a disposable barbecue somewhere or a drop cigarette, um, you know, we've got such. Um, precious habitats in our heathlands um, that, that, and they get they're really vulnerable to um, to fire which you know we saw over at Wareham Forest so that's that's probably been um, our biggest concern has been that side of things. Uh, now of course uh, the events were a big thing for the parks and I guess that uh, that that's come to a, sh- a sharp decline with with no sort of quick uh, uh, return um, but but of course it doesn't stop the the plans and so on going forward and certainly in BCP area there's been very innovative use of the parks like for outdoor concerts of the BSO and, and, and on all sorts of stuff like that. Are you planning to return to, to those outdoor events you know, as, you, as you're on the drawing board say for next year and going forward? 
I think probably this summer, where you know, though, though anything that's dragging a lot of people in together, we'll, we'll be taking a break from those sorts of things. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it'll take us a little bit. We need to see how things pan out, um, and um, you know, certainly we would expect um, large events back. Um, but we've got to, to work with whatever guidance comes out. So, you know, if we do have something next year, will the rules have changed a little bit? Will we have to plan in a different way? Um, so that's something that, I mean, we work with um, a professional events team within within BCP Council, and that they'll be looking into that sort of thing. Um, but more from our side of things, we'll be trying to get communities involved. Um, we're part of a, a national program called the Future Parks Accelerator, which is looking at new ways of managing parks and thinking about how they can work for future generations. And a lot of that is going to be focusing on our community parks and trying to activate those. So getting people involved in, in smaller things, but more locally, um, which uh, you know, we would hope regardless of the the, the the current lockdown or what what issues um, come ahead with with events that with that you know plenty going on locally and with communities that we can put a focus on that too. This is Hope FM. My very special uh, guest this morning, uh, as you've heard, is Michael Rule. Michael has strategic responsibility as the lead for a uh, green space and conservation, which is quite 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 a, 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 an extensive responsibility. Obviously, a lot of us have been suffering through this time of lockdown. I mean, there were problems before with mental health. But, of course, there's even more problems going forward, you know, as people have been locked in. And in many ways, Michael, I guess that the, the use of the parks and gardens are a real way of being able to help us all with, with, our, with our well-being. Yeah, they're, 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 they're massively important. Um, we know that people recover more quickly in hospitals if they've got a view of, of green space as, a, as opposed to to not having one um, and we know that people feel better um, by being out and about um, I think something we're, we're doing more now is I mean we, we work with an awful lot of volunteers across across the conurbation um, and a lot with more of a focus now on mental health with that so whether that's Parks in Mind, which is a program we run in Bournemouth and Boscombe with um, the Parks Foundation, which is specifically around mental health and improving people's mental health, as well as improving public parks, or, or whether it's you know um, volunteering down at um, Kings Park Plant Nursery, um, providing more sheltered opportunities, similar to Cherry Tree Nursery over over in um, in Northbourne. So yeah, we provide it's you know that that mental health side of stuff, just getting out, meeting people. Uh, making new friends, anyone who's lonely, people who are new to the area, um, it, it, they can provide a, a fantastic outlet. I mean, you, you touched on volunteering there. I mean, one of the things that's been amazing is the, I think it's 2,000 people have come forward to participate in, in the Council's Together We Can initiative. Lots of organisations, lots of people, but actually quite large numbers of people volunteering. How, have a, a, a number of those come your way in Parks and Gardens? Not so much yet. The, the focus on that has been around helping vulnerable people um, in, the, in their homes, those people who, who need a bit of assistance, whether that's shopping or some, something like that. Um, and then more recently, looking at beach 
uh, litter picking. Um, but we are starting to now, you know, bring our vo- to begin with. We held off having volunteers back in parks. Um, we just want to make sure that everybody was safe. We're starting to open up now, um, so we will be working with together we can to um, for those people who want to volunteer close to home um, and they want to get outside. We're going to try and um, uh, team up to try and create opportunities at local parks to to help keep them clean. Um, so that that'll probably be the the focus to start with. Will be will be litter picking, but we have all sorts of different roles that people perform within parks. We have um, heritage assistants who help with uh, someone like Hengisbury Head, um, helping people educate people around nature conservation or archaeology. We have shop assistants. We have people who work behind a counter in a cafe. People who lead guided walks. Um, and then people doing practical conservation or ecology or, or doing, you know, keeping our species records up to date, maybe doing a butterfly transect or something like that. So all sorts of different things. And, of course, you were also doing apprenticeships, aren't you, uh, for uh, for uh, young people to come and maybe who had aspirations to to make, you know, a horticulture their their career. Yeah, yeah, we work in partnership with Kingston Moorwood College, um, so we offer quite a rounded apprenticeship that might be doing some work on sports turf, um, horticulture, working in our plant nursery, general sort of amenity, um, parks management. So yeah, um, every year we, we, we put a number of staff um, through through an, an apprenticeship and, and a lot of our, the, the staff that we've got have, have, have have come to us through that route um it's a really great way for people to 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 develop a career um if if they didn't know what they wanted to do most people love being outside so um yeah it's a a good start we also do um work on the countryside sites with um trainee ranger scheme as well so for those people that wanted to to get into countryside rangering too the one thing that we didn't touch on really was the was the, the fact that bournemouth gardens Really have been award-winning gardens, and uh, and in fact, you know, uh, both you know, not not just sort of UK, it's Britain in bloom, but obviously there's the there's the broader European awards and so on, and, and the town has been very very successful in that. It, it, I guess that 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 must be quite a challenge year on year, and particularly a challenge this year. Uh, have the have the awards gone out the window, or will they be there in in some form? So um, this year we're not doing something, you know, occasionally we enter something like Entente Floral, which is more like nations in, you know, is, a, is an international um, horticulture competition. I think the last time we did that might have been 2014. Um, and with a, with a focus much more on sustainability, and we won a gold award in that. That was under Bournemouth Council at the time. Um, this year we, we're entering, oh, I, don't, I think it might be about 25 parks and gardens into the Green Flag Award scheme, and that's a sort of uh, a, a charter mark for uh, quality open spaces. So that's going ahead, um, but it will be virtual this year. So we send in our management plans and what we're planning to do on the sites. And we'll probably get some mystery shops later in the year rather than a formal judge. Um, and then, then also we, we work in partnership with Bournemouth in Bloom. And Bournemouth in Bloom are, again, they're doing a virtual competition this year. So there's a voluntary organization locally. Um, and they're, they're getting people to send in um, pictures of their gardens. And that for that, it's a really important initiative to get people. What, what we can do with public space as a whole um, 
we would hope that what we can do for nature and to, to reverse uh, species loss, um, what we can do within our nature reserves and parks and gardens can be doubled by those people, you know, if they're doing, you know, really good gardening that's um, positive for nature at home. So um, the in-bloom competition is great for that, for encouraging people to, to do the right thing with those, those spaces that, that are privately owned. Now, the one thing, of course, we haven't talked about is money and budgets. And, of course, we do know that councils have been very, very stretched in terms of their budget, most of the money going on on children's and adult social care and, and so on. It must take you know, a great deal of, of resource, financial and otherwise, to keep our, our parks and gardens you know, looking so, so beautiful. Uh, this must be a constant sort of uh, challenge on, on your plate, as it were. Yeah, I think probably for as long as I can really remember, we've always been on a, a cycle of trying to reduce budgets. Parks are a non-statutory service. Um, councils, local councils, get less money from central government than they used to. Um, and they've got an increasing strain on them around whether it's adults or children's social care, um, which is, you know, it is growing. You know, we've got a slightly aging population, um, lots of people to look after. Um, but you know there are I, I guess from our point of view looking at parks we've always tried to be innovative we try to find new ways of managing space so either letting you know some spaces uh, develop more naturally um, which, which costs a little bit less uh, we, we've become more focused on trading so you know making sure that our cafes and that our um, Commercial facilities can generate money um, or, or any leases that we let on our land can generate money. So we're always trying to think of ways that we can generate more income to, with the te- sort of central ethos that public parks are free for everybody and must remain free for everybody to enjoy um, close to where they live. So, you know, that, that's, I guess, from that side of stuff, we've, that's, we've got to always bear that in mind. Um, and then more recently, the last five years, um, we've worked in partnership with um, Bournemouth Parks Foundation um, which is going to be growing um, across the conurbation in, in the coming years to, to work in Paul and Christchurch too. Um, and, and that's looking at a model that's quite popular in the US, which is to try and develop charitable income for parks now, um, which we think is going to become increasingly important in the future. Um, we want our parks to get better. Um, we want more people to get out and use them more often. Uh, you know, we, we know we've got challenges around the health of our population um, and around nature, so we, we've got to make sure they continue to improve, um, and we've got to find ways to do that. Um, we're lucky that people that come and work with us in parks tend to love what they do, so we have got you know, some fantastic dedicated staff that, that help us with that challenge too. And, and you know, thousands of volunteers as well who do it for nothing. <laughs> well, Micah, thanks for joining us this morning. If you had one single message as we, as we say goodbye, you know, uh, to folk listening uh, about the sort of the green space and conservation, everything that we've been discussing today and your own personal vision, what, what is the thing that, that, that most excites you about the many responsibilities you have and you'd want to share with us today? I think it's just, um, the, the, if you work in parks, your job is, is to try and make people happy. Um, and so I think I, I'm always enthused by seeing people enjoying public space. Um, I'm always enthused about seeing more wildlife in public space. So 
I think it's, it's just remember that they're, they're great places where everybody mixes together um, and you come across all sorts of different people, people from different backgrounds, and it's free. And they are, they are a wonderful institution um, and, you know, long may they continue. For more inspirational interviews, podcasts and Hope FM best bits, visit hopefm.com forward slash listen again.